Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. I am the host of this show, and I am once again joined by our favorite guest, Christopher Tracy. Chris, how are you? Yo. All right. So today our episode is focusing on Super Tuesday. Uh, That is coming up, as you would believe it, on a Tuesday. And it's this next Tuesday. So, So Super Tuesday is the biggest day of primaries um, every single election cycle. This cycle, it is held on March 3rd, which is this upcoming Tuesday. One-third of the total delegates for the entire race will be on this day. There are 15 different contests. And one of the historical uh, mentions that I want to make here is that every single winner of Super Tuesday has gone on to win the nomination in modern history. So that is one thing to keep in mind about Super Tuesday. So for today's episode, Chris and I are going to be looking at every single state that's going to be going on Super Tuesday, as well as what happened in 2016 and what our predictions are for what's going to happen this time around. So, Chris, are you ready? Ready. All right. Contest number one is the good old state of Alabama. Oh, I mean, besides uh, Alabama football, I don't I don't really know, you know, all the different like cool things that are going on down in Alabama. Have you ever visited that state before? I have not. Yeah, I have not either. That is a I would not want to live somewhere that hot. That is just that is Alabama just seems like a hot place to be, man. So in 2016, Hillary Clinton won the Alabama primary with 78% of the vote. It was a, it was a thrashing. Like, uh, I'm sure that was pretty embarrassing for Bernie there. Uh, the only poll coming out of Alabama so far for this entire primary schedule, which makes no sense to me there's only one poll, but it was a poll done by 538, and it had Biden up by 21 points, but that was back in July of last year. So not a whole lot of information going on out of Alabama right now, other than the fact that it is a very conservative demographic down there, which plays really well for Joe Biden. And if Joe Biden wins South Carolina, which is looking more and more likely that he will, and if you're listening to this episode, you're probably listening to it after Saturday's contest. So, you know, you probably know whether or not he won or not by now. But if he does win South Carolina... I have to imagine he's going to go on to win Alabama pretty easily. My prediction right now is I have Biden coming in first there with Bloomberg coming in second and Bernie coming in third. Um, Chris, what do you think is going to happen in Alabama? Who do you think is going to win the Alabama primary? Whew. I got to agree with you and probably say it's going to be Biden. Because like we talked about before, the South. It is the South. Joe Biden has a tie in down there, the conservative – um, conservative uh, black population does seem to favor Joe Biden. I think that 
other candidates will have a hard time getting any real play in a state like Alabama. Yeah, and you know what? I was actually hearing that today on The Rising, that uh, a lot of people who canvassed for Bernie in South Carolina, you know, they came across black people who had objections to Bernie over the socialism thing, too. Yes, yes, that is a consistent argument that is, seems to be holding up in the South. I think Bernie will do better than he did last time, but not enough to, not enough to win, not in Alabama. Exactly. Right. So our second contest is American Samoa. And I got to say, I do think it's a little strange that the territories get to vote in the primaries, but not in the national election. Do you think that's fair? Not at all. No, that almost deserves its own episode, I feel like. Like, what's the point of having them, you know, vote in the primaries, but not in the national election? So they can what? feel somewhat involved? It, it seems weak. Yeah, no, it just, it's, it's a schizophrenic policy. Very, very not making too much sense to me. So in 2016, Hillary Clinton won the America Samoa Caucus by it was 68% to 26% over Bernie. There are no polls uh, coming out of American Samoa, according to The Hill. And But there is a lot of feelings, as I look at 538 here, that Bernie should win all the delegates coming out of American Samoa. So I don't have a whole lot of opinions on this. I don't know the electorate in the islands that well. But if 538 thinks that Bernie's going to take the whole thing, I'm just going to go right along there with him. I'm predicting a Bernie win in American Samoa. Chris, do you have a thought on this one? Yeah. I'd probably say Bernie. Yeah. I think that I do not know enough to have a different opinion, so I'm just going to let that one go. I do not know enough about the islands here. But, no, but then again, you know, if Hillary won there, Biden could win there. Could, Yes. Definitely, name recognition does go a long way, especially in the territories that don't really probably probably don't keep up with our politics as much. Exactly. Even though, I mean, it just uh, Biden is a thing in and of himself. Like I said, I feel really feel like the Democratic Party is like when with Biden, they're dragging a dead body on stage and parading it around. (laughs) Like the guy is so irrelevant. Like everybody agreed, even before this election cycle began that he was the worst candidate possible, and yet he's still in the race. You know, it's funny. I actually just saw a, a YouTube clip of the 2016 primary debates for the Republican side. And in a debate for the Republicans, Marco Rubio was trashing Joe Biden. Uh, he was saying at the time, he was saying that like, oh, well, if experience was the most important factor being a president – then Joe Biden should easily be president because he's passed hundreds of bills for decades now. But we should all agree that none of us want Joe Biden to be the president. And they all kind of sat there and shook their heads. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How funny things change. No, I mean, he's so much of Trump's victory was, you know, rejecting the Obama years. And the Democrats think it's a good idea to run him when he's, he's associated with Obama. True. True. So our third contest here, speaking of Biden, our third contest here is based out of Arkansas. Now, in 2016, Hillary won the Arkansas primary with 66% to Bernie's 30%. 
There's only one poll coming out of Arkansas right now. It was done on February 11th by Hendricks College. At the time, Bloomberg was up plus one. Bloomberg 20, Biden 19, Bernie 16. My prediction for Arkansas, I think that Bernie's going to overperform in Arkansas. I saw a couple of his surrogates come on to rising recently and refer to the fact that there was a pretty large like Latino population in Arkansas that they've been exploiting. And after well, exploiting is the wrong word, they've been like trying to like touch, they've been trying to like reach out to in Arkansas. And after seeing the turnout that Latinos had for Bernie in Nevada, I'm getting the idea that Bernie's resonating with Latinos probably more so than we realize. So I think that Bernie might be able to squeak out a victory in Arkansas, closely followed by Biden and Bloomberg. But, you know, Arkansas is a state that while it's conservative like Alabama, there is some liberal pockets to that state, especially in Little Rock. And I just I don't think Biden will have as strong of a showing in Arkansas that he would have in states like Alabama. Uh, who do you think is going to win Arkansas, Chris? Well, I like what you're saying about Bernie, and I think he definitely – he, I, I think he's going to be the winner, but I wouldn't be surprised if Biden got it because, again, it's the South. And number two, somebody who's very much in the same mold as Biden, Bill Clinton, carried that state twice. I right. mean, granted, he's the hometown hero. Clinton you know, was governor of Arkansas for many years. But still, I still feel like that door is open for Biden to walk through. I really do. I do, too. I would not be surprised if Biden found a way to win Arkansas, especially if he has a strong showing in South Carolina. You might just see the South as a whole just, like, sweep around Joe Biden. Um, Let's see here. Contest number four, California. So California is obviously, as you all know, the largest state in the country as far as population is concerned. So naturally, they have the most delegates. In 2016, Hillary Clinton barely beat Bernie Sanders, 53 to 46. As of right now, every poll that I'm seeing from Real Clear Politics has Bernie up significantly in California. His Real Clear Politics average as of Thursday, the 27th, when I was compiling all this data, was he was plus 13 with Bernie at 28, Warren at 15, Biden at 14. But as I'm recording this episode on the 28th here, a few more polls have come out from California, uh, from Berkeley and from CNN. And in those two polls, Bernie's at plus 17 and plus 21. So it looks like Bernie could run away with this. And the one thing to keep in mind here before we get into our predictions about California is that like the other states, you have to get at least 15 percent in order to get any delegates whatsoever. And if this poll, for instance, for the CNN poll I'm looking at right now, if this poll were to hold up and Bernie Sanders would get 35 and Warren got 14 and everybody else below got 14 or less, that means that no candidate besides Bernie would be hit that 15% threshold. Therefore, Bernie would actually sweep all of the delegates for the entire state. And that could go a really long way in order for him to avoid this whole democratic, you know, convention nonsense altogether. If he were to like 
amass all of the delegates from California because that's 400 plus delegates just from one state. So with that being said, my prediction is that Bernie is going to win. But I do think that Warren is going to get quite a bit of the vote there. And I feel like Buttigieg will come in third. Um, I think Buttigieg has some untapped potential in California that I think we're going to see on that day. Chris, what do you think of for California? I think Bernie absolutely runs away with California. I don't really see how the door would be open for anybody else. No, it seems like he's been putting in the work there. From what I understand, I think he – I could have this stat wrong, but I believe, if I remember this correctly, that he has over 100 paid staffers in the state of California right now, which is more than everyone else combined. In fact, apparently Joe Biden – only has like one like off like field office in California and it's in LA and it's been like like padlocked up for weeks and no one's been there. Like Joe Biden hasn't even been to California to campaign. <laughs> yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows what's up. But you know, I feel like D, I mean I, there, there's a you know there, there's a method to it like and why I can pick Bernie safely in California. Because, I mean, that's the most politically polarized state in the union. Yes. Like, the conservatives there are deeply staunch conservatives, hate all the liberal policies. And the liberals there support them all and cannot stand conservatives in any shred. No. So, I mean, that's a, that's a either you are or you aren't state. And that's perfect for Bernie because he's, he's everything, you know, that the left wants in a candidate right now. Truth. All right. We are moving along to our fifth contest here. And uh, this one will probably be a pretty quick analysis. The fifth contest is the state of Vermont. (laughs) And uh, in 2016, it probably goes out surprised that Bernie won Vermont uh, 86% to 14% for Hillary. Uh, We only have one poll out of Vermont right now. It's from Vermont Public Radio on the 17th of February. And it had Bernie up plus 38. So we had Bernie at 51, Buttigieg at 13, and Warren at 9. My prediction for this state is obviously Bernie Sanders. But I feel like Warren will actually come in second here with Buttigieg coming in third. Um, Chris, tell the people not who you think will win, but how much do you think he will win? You know what? I feel like with the way he was treated in 2016, I feel like his margins are going to be a lot bigger. I just don't really feel like, especially, I just, I just feel this way nationally, that most of the other candidates aren't even at his heels. I mean, there is a good amount of distance between Bernie and the other. I don't even know who you could reasonably argue is a second to Bernie. That's just me being overwhelmingly biased, though. Right. He's the best the party has right now. You know, I feel as though, you know, in these whiter states i think you're going to see warren and Buttigieg definitely get a significant vote total but when you get to the states that have a more like per you know people of color you know elector especially like the black electorate i think you're going to see you know biden kind of like push up a little bit more so i feel like when super tuesday's done i think joe biden will have won a few contests maybe two or three i, I think it's I feel safe saying that. Um, Well, you know what? And I know I was saying earlier that part of a Biden, like part of what, you know, what the Republicans wouldn't vote for Biden for is him being tied to the Obama legacy. 
but that is absolutely what's part of the fact that he's getting people to vote for him on the left is because he's tied with the Obama legacy. Oh, yeah. Most specifically, black people. He does not waste an opportunity to talk about Barack Obama. Every debate, every commercial. It's the best card he's got. Every interview. <laughs> it's the best card he's, like, he's got. Did you know that I knew this man named Barack Obama? <laughs> it's, like, like, it's the best card he's got. Trump, socialism, Biden, Obama. <laughs> but Senator, the crime bill, Obama. <laughs> best card he's got and he's gonna play it over and over again yes his favorite lines are obama and i was there oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> moving along our uh, contest number six is the state of maine and in 2016 uh Bernie Sanders won the main primary 64% to 36% for Hillary. Uh, there is only one poll coming out of the state of Maine right now out of Colby College on the 18th of February. At the time, Bernie was up plus nine. Uh, Bernie 25, Buttigieg 16, Bloomberg 14. Now, I Maine has a strange electorate because – they have that little like one like oh, one like congressional district that actually can vote outside of the rest of the state, kind of like how Nebraska has. And quite often, you know, that little like congressional district has gone red. So this, you know, more or less, while Maine does go consistently like blue in presidential elections, there really is a strong like Republican like conservative like presence in Maine. And sometimes you see that reflected in the Democratic voters as well. So there is a very moderate lane of voters up in Maine. So I wouldn't be surprised if this contest was a little more close than people would think. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bloomberg actually came in second in this state and actually giving Bernie a run for his money. But I still think Bernie wins the main primary. But don't be surprised if this one's a little bit closer than you would think it would be. I definitely didn't think the New Hampshire primary would be as close as it was. But I feel as though Bernie might have as might not have as uh, strong of a grip on the Northeast as he had the last time around. So yeah, that's true. So Chris, what is your prediction for the state of Maine? What do you think is going to have up there? <sighs> I mean, I see what you're saying. Biden, but uh, yeah, well, dang. I say any wild card in the Northeast might be Buttigieg. I, I feel like Buttigieg well, I, almost won the New Hampshire primary. In fact, I think that if Klobuchar didn't have the surge that she had, I think Buttigieg probably could have stolen New Hampshire from Bernie. Yeah, I, I would say he's the wild card outside of Bernie to win it. I'm, it's, it's just my hope that people everywhere are, you know, especially in the Northeast are hip enough to recognize that Biden is by far the worst candidate in the field. Yeah, I actually think Bloomberg might actually become the person who's in play here over Biden even. But I think, yeah, Buttigieg also. I could see Buttigieg possibly challenging for this state. I wouldn't be surprised to see either Buttigieg or Bloomberg like challenging Bernie for this state. So I want to let everyone at home, don't be surprised if Maine isn't an easy one for Bernie. So our 
contest number seven and our final one before our break here. We are going to break this up into two segments. Um, Colorado. Colorado's primary in 2016 was won by Bernie Sanders. He won 59 to Hillary's 40. The Real Clear Politics average right now has Bernie plus 13, Bernie 31, Warren 18, Buttigieg 13. So Colorado a, is a strange place to poll. I, I feel like there is still a pretty conservative element to Colorado because it wasn't that long ago that Colorado was a red state. But the part of Colorado that's blue is very liberal. Denver's Denver and like Boulder, for instance, have turned into very liberal cities. And it makes sense that candidates like Bernie and Warren are finding a foothold in Colorado with most of the population of Colorado being around the Denver area. Um, I have Bernie winning here, but I also but I have Pete Buttigieg coming in second in Colorado with Warren coming in third. I think Buttigieg is going to have a strong showing in Colorado, and he might even get a few delegates out of this one, but I don't think it's going to be enough to actually win. Uh, what is your take on Colorado, Chris? Yeah, you know, there's a centrist streak in Colorado, but I don't know, especially, you know, with that being a state that legalized marijuana and Joe Biden's track record on the issue, I don't see how at all he has any kind of tracking to win in Colorado. Possibly a wild card in Mayor Pete, not so sold on Warren or anybody else, or, or even Bloomberg pulling up in there. I got to say, I think Bernie runs away with Colorado. All right. I'm in agreement. And with that being said, everyone at home, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back from break, we will have the other eight contests. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at BathingBeautiesBeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. 
Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Welcome back from break, everyone. I am once again joined by our friend Christopher Tracy. Chris, welcome back from the break. Hey. So we are moving on to contest number eight. This is the great state of Minnesota. In 2016, Bernie Sanders won the Minnesota primary 62% to Hillary's 38%. I remember when this one happened. This one was a bit of a shocker. I remember the pundits on CNN were a little upset that Bernie won Minnesota. They did not like this whatsoever. The Real Clear Politics average right now has Amy Klobuchar slated to win her home state, though, at plus six over Bernie and Warren. Um, you know, I got to say, I wasn't really seeing a path for any states for Klobuchar to win in this cycle, but she looks pretty popular in her home state of Minnesota. I think she's going to win, but I think Bernie will come in second. And I think Buttigieg will come in third here. What's your take on this, Chris? What do you think is going to happen in Minnesota? You know, the trend is that usually the hometown people win, the home state people win. So I think very much that she probably will win her state in Minnesota. Yeah, I feel like she has pretty strong support there. I'm sure Bernie will have a good showing, but I think I wouldn't Klobuchar... be surprised if he won it, but I wouldn't be surprised if she won it either. She definitely yeah. won't win it running away. Yeah, I don't Bernie's think Bernie's movement's too away. strong. Right, especially in that Minneapolis area. He'll probably run up the vote around there, especially around the University of Minnesota. Um, but in the more rural areas, which Minnesota does have a pretty strong conservative nature, most people probably don't realize that Hillary Clinton barely won Minnesota in the 2016 general election. It was actually less than 10-point victory in Minnesota. So Trump actually had a pretty strong showing in the state of Minnesota, stronger than most Republicans have for a long time. In fact, I don't even know the last time that Minnesota even went to a Republican. I think I think it was Nixon in the, 70, in the uh, 72 election was the last time the Minnesota voted for a Republican. Yeah, I know that too. I mean, they've got a long history of voting blue. Yes, they, they really do. do. Yeah, California has gone red more recently than, than Minnesota has. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which some people may not know that either. Yeah. But the tides are changing in Minnesota. And our next state that we're looking at is the state of Massachusetts. Speaking of somebody in the race's home state, in 2016, Hillary Clinton won the Massachusetts primary 50% to Bernie 48%. I remember this one being a very, very like closely contested match. Uh, as of right now, 538 has run several polls out of Massachusetts. And Bernie Sanders is plus four over Elizabeth Warren in her home state right now. He's up 23 to Warren 19 to Buttigieg 13. Do you think Bernie can pull up the upset and win in Elizabeth Warren's like home state? I do. And I really hope he does. You know, it was funny, like, just like, I think it was either yesterday or today, 
Elizabeth Warren came out and said that she was going to go all the way to the convention no matter what. I'd have a hard time believing that somebody would want to stay in a race after they were incapable of winning their own home state. You know, like it just seems like that would be so embarrassing that you would think you would have to get out of the state. Even Marco Rubio got out of the race in 2016 after he lost Florida. Exactly. He took the words right out of my mouth. But you know what? Like I said, the DNC has shown before how corrupt it is. Always stopping and asking Bernie if he'll support the party nominee. So I wouldn't be surprised if she hung out. I wouldn't be surprised either. My prediction is that Warren actually will win this state in a very close, very close process. And I think that Bernie will get, as strange as it sounds, I think Bernie gets upset in Massachusetts, which it shouldn't be upset. Warren should be able to carry her own state. My prediction is she will by a very, very slim margin with Bernie coming in second, Buttigieg in third. Uh, Chris, you are saying Bernie for Massachusetts, or what do you think? Yeah. I don't see yeah. who else could win. I mean, I feel like she could win it, but I don't know. I don't think her standing is as good as it used to be. Fair enough. I have heard that there is a pretty big divide between the rural, more like western counties in Massachusetts and the Boston, Cambridge area where Elizabeth Warren's getting a lot of her support from. Definitely. But we are moving on to contest number 10. The state of Oklahoma in 2016, Bernie Sanders won the Oklahoma primary 52% over Hillary 42. This was a shock when it happened in 2016. No one thought that Bernie would ever win a state like Oklahoma. But uh, I have since heard his surrogates come on to shows like Rising and talk about like how that was one of their strategies last time was to, after the Nevada caucus, instead of to send people to South Carolina, which they, they never thought they had a chance in, they actually sent people to random states like Oklahoma because they thought that they might have a chance to win in those states. And sure enough, pulled off the upset in Oklahoma. This time around, the Real Clear Politics average has Michael Bloomberg ahead in the state of Oklahoma, with him at 20%, Biden at 17 and Bernie at 14. Whew. My prediction for the state of Oklahoma, Oklahoma does have a small liberal pocket around Oklahoma City. For those of you who paid attention to the 2018 uh, House races there, they actually flipped a seat in the Oklahoma City region. That seat that's been red for a very long time now flipped to blue this past like uh, midterm election. There is a liberal pocket there in OKC. I think Bernie will probably run up some good numbers there, probably as well as in Stillwater and Norman, where the University of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are. However, I'm actually predicting a win for Joe Biden here in Oklahoma, closely followed by Bernie, and I think a strong showing by Bloomberg for third. Chris, what is your take on Oklahoma? Do you think that there's enough vote here for Bernie, or do you think the conservative nature of Oklahoma is going to be a good place for Joe Biden? I think the conservative nature of Oklahoma would be a place where he could have a good showing. I really do. And then I think, you know, you know, a state like Oklahoma with, you know, especially Oklahoma City and having a military base right there. I mean, I feel like Pete Buttigieg could get in there, too. 
Oh, yes. I didn't think about that. Yes. I didn't realize there was a military base in Oklahoma City. Yeah, there's two, actually. Well, there's there's two in the state. But, yeah, no, there's one just outside of Oklahoma City called Tanker. Oh, fair enough. Air Force Base? Tanker Air Force Base. Okay. Yep. All right. Oh, didn't get your official prediction. Who do you think will win Oklahoma? Uh, Biden. Biden. All right. I think Buttigieg close second, but I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. Contest number 11, the Tennessee primary. In 2016, Hillary Clinton won Tennessee 66% of Bernie's 32%. As of right now, there's only one poll out of Tennessee, just like Alabama earlier. 538 had a poll come out of there back in July of last year. I don't know why no one's polling Tennessee right now. But Biden was up plus 15 in Tennessee. Um, From my understanding, just like doing a little bit of research on top of this, while Tennessee is not quite as conservative as what you would see in Alabama or, or like Arkansas, there is a little more of a liberal lane to it, especially with the city of Memphis and Nashville. However, there is so much rural vote out there. I have a hard time believing that Bernie will be able to overcome Biden in Tennessee. But I do think that Bernie will have a stronger showing in Tennessee than he does in Alabama and other states in the South. I'm giving this state to Biden, but I think Bernie will have a pretty strong showing here. He should get a a decent amount of delegates from a bigger state like Tennessee. I just think that there's, there's enough liberal in Tennessee in order to give Bernie some votes here. I do have Bloomberg coming in third, though. I think he'll split some of Joe Biden's vote up a little amongst himself. Uh, Chris, where are you at with Tennessee? Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm saying uh, Biden is a threat to win there, and so is Buttigieg. And I'm saying threat, obviously, because I prefer if Bernie wins, but I know that's just not realistic for him to win everywhere, at least. No, no, I don't think he's going to win every state on Super Tuesday, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, yeah, like it's the South, and you know what? We're going to find more centrism, centrism there in the South. So I, the, the, your Warrens, your Bidens, your booty judges are all, you know, threats to win there. And I got to say, I believe probably Biden will win Tennessee. All right. Moving right along. Number 12. We are getting to some bigger states here. Um, actually, no, I'm going to skip over here a little bit. We're going to go back out to the West. Number 12 will be the state of Utah. Ooh. Okay. In 2016, Bernie Sanders won the Utah caucus 80% to Hillary's 20%. That's a, wow, that's a thrashing. The real clear politics average right now has Bernie plus 13 in Utah, Bernie at 28, Bloomberg at 15, with Warren at 15. I actually just saw Bloomberg campaigning in Salt Lake City after the Nevada debate a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bloomberg believes he has a strong shot in Utah, just given the you know, conservative nature of Utah. But I feel like the Democratic electorate in Utah is actually very, very liberal. The, the ones who are Democrats in the state. I know that Utah is a very red state, but the Democrats who do live in, in Utah, I feel like these are extremely liberal people. Um, I'm giving Oh, yeah, because, the- I mean, look at what they live next to, the conservative Mormons. Exactly. Also <laughs> having the the exposure of being that close to Denver as well. So you have like that like that liberal just it's a liberal pocket down there in the Salt Lake area. 
There is a new Utah poll that came out today uh, as that came out after I did all this research, you know, as, as it happens. So the newest poll also has Utah has Bernie Sanders up by nine over Bloomberg in Utah. But in third place now is Pete Buttigieg, who is now creeping up in Utah. So my prediction right now, I think Bernie's going to win Utah, but I think Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg are going to have strong second and third place showings. I think Bloomberg's support is going to slip a little bit here. I just don't see him actually finishing that strong here in, in Utah. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Who do you think is going to take it out in Utah? Um, dang. You know what? I mean, Bernie, it's got to be. I mean, the way he ran away with it last time, what is there to say that's what's changed? Nothing has, I don't think. No, the electorate's gotten more liberal. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like, traditionally you know, speaking, you would think that that would just lend itself to being, you know, a runaway race for Bernie. And from the looks of it, from every poll that's coming out right now, Utah is almost double digits for Bernie. I, I think that that'll be a pretty easy win for him. It sounds like, yes. Yeah, I mean, it really seems like it's going to be a cakewalk. It was in 2016. These next, well, these final three will not be cakewalks for anyone. Uh, Contest number 13 is the state of North Carolina. So in in 2016, Hillary Clinton won the North Carolina primary 55% to 41%. Now, the one thing that I'll note here is that North Carolina, and this is, this Contest was held on Super Tuesday in 2016. With Bernie Sanders' low name ID in 2016, he still made this a very competitive race in North Carolina in 2016. And as of right now, Real Clear Politics average has Bernie plus one over Biden and with Bloomberg right behind them. So we have Bernie 21, Biden 20, Bloomberg 19. And let's see here. Another North Carolina primary poll came out today. Once again, has Bernie up by two, closely followed by Biden and Bloomberg. This will be a very tough matchup. But I believe Bernie squeaks out this victory. I think Biden's going to give him a serious challenge there. And I think that'll probably take the state of North Carolina, probably for the better part of that whole Super Tuesday, to count the vote. I don't think we're going to have a decided winner there until late that night. I am giving the win to Bernie Sanders in North Carolina, though, but this will be a very close primary. Yeah, you know, I feel like, yeah, North Carolina is one of those states that, like... You have some experience in that state. Don't you have some family that lives there? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And just just what I've known and what I've tracked with the politics, I mean, there's no good way to say it has a conservative or a liberal identity. It's very much a swing state. So, I mean, I feel like Bernie could win it or, you know, one of the centrists like Biden or Buttigieg could win it. Yes, it does seem like it'll be very, very contested. Who do you think will come out here in North Carolina? Oh, man. You know what? I got to say probably Bernie. He won it last time. No reason to believe that he won't get it again. Yes, I am in agreement there. I am putting that one down for Bernie. Our contest number 14 is the state of Virginia. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in 2016, Hillary won the Virginia primary 64% to Bernie's 35. 
The real clear politics average right now has Bernie up plus six, Bernie 25, Bloomberg 20, Biden at 19. Virginia is a very, very diverse state. I mean, you have a liberal section in northern Virginia in those like Prince George counties. You have more moderate voters in the middle of the state, kind of around. um, Oh, God, what, what is that one town called? I'm forgetting the name of the t- oh um oh, I just had it it's gonna it's gonna bother me out that I can't remember Culpeper right around Culpeper Virginia you have a lot of really like moderate kind of like swing voters in that area and then once you get down to Roanoke and Charlottesville you have more of like your like really conservative Democrats this state has a little bit of everything this is a very hard state to poll it's a hard state to understand as far as who's gonna win there going to be the first other than maine i think this is going to be a state that pete Buttigieg is going to show really strong in but i feel like bernie's going to find a way to squeak out this win but you know i would not be surprised well here i wouldn't be surprised if pete Buttigieg steals virginia and finds a way to win this state but i still think bernie's going to win Buttigieg second and I think Biden will be. Well, third. you know, Buttigieg, you know, with his military background, Virginia is a big military state that I think that could go a long way for him. Yes. And you know, it's funny. I mean, it's a state that, you know, both of us have experience with. And we both know yes. that, like, it's a tale of two Virginias. Yes. And uh, you can you'll know as soon as you drive to the other part. <laughs> <laughs> it is made very clear. I have some family. I have family in Virginia. I spent a lot of time in that state. That is a very diverse political state. Um, you're not going to find a real consensus across the board with people who live there. Uh, so, yeah, you have your liberals, you have your moderates, you have your conservatives who all live in Virginia. Oh, that is, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough race for anybody. But I feel like I think Bernie has enough there to win this, to win this primary. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the Democratic Party in Virginia got itself in hot water with, its, uh, you know, with the governor and his activities. So, yes, yes. All right. So, who is your pick for Virginia? Uh, I'm gonna go Buttigieg. Do you think Biden has a chance? I do think he has a chance. I do think he has a chance. Yeah, I think Biden might will also have a strong showing here. I don't know that's gonna be enough to win, but I think Biden will have a strong showing in Virginia. There's just a lot of love for Barack Obama in that in that area, and people. For one reason or another, they tie it to Joe Biden, even though he was just the vice president, you know? Yep. But all right, our final contest of Super Tuesday is the state of Texas. Contest number 15, the state of Texas. In 2016, Hillary Clinton won Texas 65% to Bernie's 33%. The Real Clear Politics average right now has Bernie plus two, Bernie 22, Biden 20, Warren 15. Two more, three more Texas polls have come out since I did my research for this episode. And the three that were done, we have one from the University of Houston, which has Bernie plus six. Another one from CNN has Bernie plus nine. And a third one from the Data for Progress has Bernie plus nine again. All three of those polls, however, do have Biden and Bloomberg as the second and third choices in Texas. I got to tell you, 
this is purely a gut feeling for me. And there's not really any evidence to back this up. But I am kind of thinking that Joe Biden is going to find a way to win Texas. You know what? I am so glad that you said that because my mind was just like, you know what? I got to have some rational skepticism and that's just too big of a state for them to want to let Bernie win cleanly. Yeah. I do think Texas is known to have some, uh, some foolery going on, especially um, when it comes to um, votes, just all of a sudden, just not, being counted the right way. I remember hearing stories coming out of 2018 where people voted for Beto O'Rourke and the voting machines. And all of a sudden they just said Ted Cruz out of nowhere and they couldn't change their vote. <laughs> I've heard reports about, you know, like people being thrown off ballots because their signatures weren't exactly perfect. Like a little loop wasn't done exactly the same way it was when they initially signed up to be a registered voter just these strangest things coming out of Texas. And I feel like Biden is in enough striking distance on top of the fact that Texas just has a really conservative population. I mean, I know that there's a lot of liberal factions popping up in Texas right now, but man, there's a lot of people in Texas who probably you just cannot poll because they won't answer the damn phone. So, you know, I just feel like there's enough conservatism here that Bernie's going to be hard-pressed to win the state of Texas. I am saying Biden's going to win. Bernie <laughs> will come in second. Bloomberg will come in third in Texas. Chris, what is your feelings on Texas? Do you think Bernie has enough here to win, or do you think Biden's going to sneak I think this Biden will sneak this out. I really do. I do, too. I don't want to say it, but I feel like it's true. Well, I mean, and Texas I really is still don't. mostly a center state. It's not like, you know, California where, you know, the progressives clearly rule the day. Yes. I mean, Texas is becoming more blue, but I don't think it's there yet. Uh, not, not, not to this level anyway. My overall feeling is I feel like Bernie Sanders is going to be the overwhelming victor coming out of Super Tuesday. But with that being said, Joe Biden's going to win a few states here, people. That's just just reality. It's fact. We could, you know, this is all contingent on what happens on Saturday, though. I want everyone to know with full disclosure, we are recording this episode Friday night. So for all I know, in 24 hours, Bernie Sanders could have found a way to somehow miraculously win the South Carolina primary. And if he does, then all these predictions mean jack. Because if Joe Biden loses South Carolina... No one's voting for him anyway. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> and that is not a bad thing. No, no, it, it really isn't. Chris, do you have any final thoughts on this Super Tuesday chaos? No, I don't. I mean, I'm just, I'm watching very, very closely that happens because it's, it's a very important date and it'll go to show you what uh, this election cycle is going to look like for the left. Like, you know, is Bernie going to win stuff? Like or you know, is there is there consensus towards Bernie or not? Like has the DNC succeeded in, you know, guilting people out of voting for Bernie? Yes, it'll be a very telling day for the rest of this election cycle, indeed. In fact, it'll be a very telling day for American politics for a long time. Because if Bernie can run away with Super Tuesday, it's gonna be the start of something very different for this country. Oh yeah, he's 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 gonna be coming at Trump full speed if he runs away with Super Tuesday, guaranteed. 
the same way Trump came running away full speed after he won Super Tuesday in 2016. (laughs) Yep. My final thoughts to everyone out there. I will be releasing this episode before Super Tuesday. So if you are listening to this before Super Tuesday, I just want to tell all of you, please, if you live in one of those 14 states or American Samoa, get out there and vote. Go vote. Do not stay home. I don't, it doesn't matter like what needs to be done. Just find a way to participate. And if you are in one of those states, that's going to be voting in the rest of March, whether it's on March 10th or on March 17th, please find a way to vote. Go register to vote. Go vote some way, somehow. Thank you so much for everyone who listened to this longer episode of Independent Thought. As always, if you have questions, DM me on Twitter or Instagram. Chris, thank you again for joining me on this episode, and I'll see the rest of you on our next episode. Thank you, D. It was great. everyone that is our show for today i want to thank you all for checking out indie thought independent thought is brought to you by your host desmond price you can follow us on twitter at independent thought or at indie i-n-d-e thought so again thank you all for coming and hanging out with me for those of you who found me on iTunes or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a four-star rating, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So don't hate. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you all next time.